Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Interrupt this broadcast for an important message from the jester. how this one starts out how's everybody doing fantasy jester show that's me fantasy jester and (laughs) gonna be one of those nights all right you know uh, we had the producer set everything up and i go over my whole rundown i'm about to my whole spiel i'm about to do and everything and they load in the whole episode pictures enjoy some of the pictures that are out there if you're listening in tonight on blog talk radio and they went ahead they're Little, little fun, little games. If you're new to the Jester show, that once upon a couple of years ago now, it is that was the opening to the show. Um, and it's we were going through clips over the past week because we're getting ready for our anniversary show. Anniversary show, we're going to have details about that coming up on the 21st of this month. Fun times, three years already, and uh, that was good. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Folks, how's everybody? Let's get this going. You know, Fantasy Justice Show brought to you by Blog Talk Radio. That crystal clear sound every Saturday night. Also, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Blueberry, Spreaker, Spotify, Libsyn, Buzzsprout, Audio Boom, and Simplecast. If you can't find us, you're not looking. Anyway, folks. Show tonight. Did he say tasteless or tasteless? And which does he mean? You know, here on the show, are we going back to having we once upon a time we had, you know, some really hot female wrestlers and uh are we gonna go back to that or am I just talking about Jester and JT today without Tate being on the show? Kind of threw everybody off when I first mentioned it, and now I've got everybody hoping that I meant for the hot wrestlers are coming back. MLB, thoughts on the Blackman deal and the ripple effect throughout the league? You know, I mean, you can see a talent like Charlie Blackman go out and get that kind of contract where maybe he left some on the table, and what does that mean to guys like Machado and Harper, and what is that going to do to their contract? We're going to get the guys that – but we're going to get JT in here. We might be tasteless or tasteless. We're still going to find that one out. <sighs> first week, what did we learn? Did, what did we learn through uh, the first full week of fantasy? Uh, touch on Shohei, the hitter, uh, surging here. Uh, we're going to talk the crop report. You know, of course, we're going to talk about the crop report and our update on the MLB farm system. We'll let you know what to expect. Uh, and uh, today, obviously, freshly picked from the crop. 
if you will. Uh, we have a call up in Barreto. We'll be talking about that. And uh, JT has some very strong feelings on that. It's his team. So uh, I really want to <laughs> let him have a couple of minutes to talk about that. That might even be his rant tonight. I don't know. We'll see where, where that all goes. NFL SWAT 7 started this past week. If you've been following along on FantasyJesterSports.com, QBs and RBs this week he did. He's covering the draft, getting you ready. The top seven, swap seven in QBs, RBs. We're going to be going over those articles, and we're going to be talking about the uh, draft and, and the special draft show and what we've got lying ahead. We've got some really exciting things planned for everybody. RG3 sign, does anybody really care? We'll talk about that. Maybe we'll give it 15 seconds. That should be interesting. Manziel, is he growing up? And uh, like I said, Going to give you the draft info. NHL season ends today. This is it. This is it. Who are our picks to win it all? We're going to go over that real quick. We've pretty much gone over our final four, uh, JT, myself, and Kenny Danico from the Jersey Devils. Uh, We all gave our final four, but now as the season's ended, what do we have? And uh, who's our sleeper, maybe? You know, we'll get into that. Same with the NBA. NBA is going to be ending this week. And uh, what's going to happen with all of that should be interesting to see where that all goes. And, uh, folks, again, another fun-filled night. My rant. (sighs) My rant is that nobody knew if I said tateless or tasteless. Tateless. We are tateless tonight, folks. It is JT. It is myself. And, and we're going to bring it to you old school like we used to. You know, once upon a time, we got around. We were able to get around without Tate on the show. Hopefully, we'll be able to manage once again. It'll be – all right. Um, sorry, folks. And I have an interruption. Before I even bring in uh, JT, I guess uh, I'm not going to have my rant tonight. Uh, Mrs. Jester's on the line, and you know how that goes. If the missus is on the line, you better answer. don't want to keep her on hold too long. Mrs. Jester, what's up? Hi, I'm just curious. Where is Kate? Why isn't he uh, doing the show tonight? Uh, you know what? I'll leave that to JT. Me. Get JT in here. JT, uh, you know, uh, Mrs. Yeah. Jester apparently calling in, giving some. I mean, already is this how this is going to go tonight? People just going to give Kate heck for not showing up one night? Oh gosh, you know. Yes. Something tells me this is going to be a, a popular theme this evening. Uh, the best I can say for Tate is he's um, reenacting the Driving Miss Daisy movie at this point in time. <laughs> well, you better have a good reason. It is Miss Daisy. Got a good reason. And if not, we'll get it out of him next time he's on. So. <laughs> All right. Thank well, you. just check him. I heard he wasn't going to be there. I was like, what the heck? Where's Tate? Yeah, it's like... What's the point like, at this Paul? point? Why even go on? It, you know, well, it's the three musketeers. I mean, how can you not have one of the musketeers? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's mass hysteria. But, you know, I think we'll just take it one day at a time, you know, try to live hour to hour and see if we can get through this. Do what we well, can. Good luck, guys. Oh, we appreciate it. With, uh, with, with your vote of confidence, I'm sure we'll do great. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, my be- Lord. Goodbye. 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 Got to hang up on. I hung up on Mrs. Chester. I had to. 
That's the kind of show it's going to be tonight. I'm hanging up on my wife. That's right. Anybody else? We'll start with me. Anyway, JT, you know, before we even start the show, I, I, I teased it, and I, I really have to find out because it, it just recently, this was within the past couple of hours with Barreto being called up and everything, and, and it, it is that fresh. I want to just touch on that real quick before we get to the meat of the show. <sighs> Hit me with it. Uh, how do you feel about it? Are you happy that we're starting to see some of the young guys come up that you want? Well, you know, I thought I'd be happy to see – uh, probably our top, if not 1A, 1B prospect in the organization come up. Chad Pender, the corresponding move uh, gets put on the deal. Part of it I don't get is he's not coming up because Marcus Simeon, our starting shortstop, is hurt. He's not coming up because Uncle Jed Lowry, our second baseman, isn't hurt, at least not yet. We lost an outfielder. Chad Pender was basically a utility guy, mainly an outfielder at this point. Um they bring up Barreto to give Lowry a day off occasionally, give Simeon a day off occasionally. I just don't get that. This is a guy that came up last year, struggled offensively, needs every bat he can get. I think the proper move for that would have been to leave him down at Nashville, let him get some at-bats, let him get comfortable into the season. You bring him up when there's going to be a chance for him to play every day. I don't understand uh, him basically sitting on the bench behind Simeon and Lowry and getting the occasional day in there. So not quite sure what Forrest and Billy Bean are up to on this one. The Jester has suggested that maybe there's a trade in the works. Uh, but at this point, I've heard it, and I haven't heard anything about it, but I just I don't like it. Bad move, Oakland. Bad move. Uh, and I really – I every young player needs those reps, whether it's a pitcher or a hitter, you just want to get those reps so that they see different situations and go through different things and and to learn. And it hurts their learning curve to not, you know, get those at bats. In my opinion, I agree with you a hundred percent on that folks. We're going to get back to baseball in a little bit. We're going to go ahead. Don't forget. We got the crop report going to be talking about a couple of players that yet you still might have not heard of. And if you have, but not sure about whether or not you should be paying attention to them, we're going to give you that as well. You know, I, I want to go ahead. Obviously let's get it out of the way real quick, JT. Uh, my, my first love, everybody already knows is the NHL is hockey. Uh, to me it is the best sport with the worst commissioner in the world, actually worse than Goodell. If you can believe that you football fans. And, you know, me personally, I have to admit, uh, I'm taking a look. And, and besides the fact that, yes, obviously, I'm going to sit there. And whether it drives JT crazy or not, I'm going to say my my team still isn't the team that everybody wants to play. I'm just, I just got to be honest with you people. Uh, for those of you who might sleep on the devils. And I'm just going to drop this note out to you. I always say, watch the team with the hot goalie. Since February 13th, Keith Kincaid is 16-2-1. Little known fact because he's in New Jersey. Now, with that said, are the Devils my pick? They're my pick to cause problems. Uh, I don't think that we're completely there yet. Can we ride the hot goalie? We've seen it in the playoffs. I'm looking at Hey, Tampa-Boston kind of finish. I have to go with the home guys here in Florida. I'd love to see Tampa do it, but I'm really got to be honest with you. I see a Boston-Winnipeg uh, final 
I'm starting to see that, JT, and I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. You've got players throughout. You know, you look at to see the teams, and people might not know much about Winnipeg. Might not be following that Canadian team out west or whatever. You know, you have your East Coast bias in sports. And, and I think it plays out in this one, people overlooking a team that has a, a guy who is top 10 in points in Blake Wheeler. He's got 90. You've got Patrick Laine with 44 goals. He's one goal behind for the, uh, the league lead. You got Wheeler, who is second in assists. Okay, so that's how he's accumulating all those points. And at the back end, you've got it. You've got a top 10 goals against average in, uh, in uh, Hellebuck. He's gotten 43 wins, good for second. He's got six shutouts, good for third. This is a solid team that really hasn't gotten a lot of time from the hockey analysts that are out there uh, going with the standard chalk teams. And I'm sorry, you overlook one of the better teams in the league when you're not talking Winnipeg. Uh, JT, anything? uh, How are you feeling about the finals? Well, I mean, you you know, you, let's, let's start on the East. When we had Ken on, we talked about, or at least I talked about uh, the Bruins. We talked about the Lightning. Uh, yeah, I talked about the Penguins. But for me, I'm actually seeing another team in the East that I think team people need to sit up and take notice to, and that's the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Frederick Anderson, 37 wins this year, 2.82 goals against. You look at the offensive firepower, the young kids on this team, Mitch Marner at 69 points. Matthews at 61, Nylander at 60 points, uh, 103 points as a team this year. So the Leafs have been winning. I think they're a team that can give anybody trouble on any given night. And I'm going to say Bruins-Leafs in the East. I'm going to say the Bruins end up taking the trip to the finals. You're talking mm. about the Jets at you know, 112 points on the season in the Western Conference. That's a team that I also have set up and take notice to. Predators at 115 points, you think they're the odds-on favorite. But I'm also going to avoid them. I'm going to say Sharks and Jets in the Western Conference. I'm going to say Leafs and Bruins. And then I think we're going to see a Sharks-Bruins final. You're going to go with the Sharks? They've got that playoff uh, experience, you feel? Is that is that going to be the deciding factor, you think? Uh, playoff experience and they just seem to play be able to play so many they can play a slowdown game they can play a speed game it just seems like they're able to adapt to whoever they play against uh and i just think it's a team that's just waiting for the postseason uh wait to put their foot on the on the pedal so to speak so sharks are the team i'm watching in the west hmm I wasn't watching them before, but now uh, I, I definitely uh, will be with uh, that kind of endorsement. Uh, Tate, who do you have? Yo, Tate, where the hell are you, man? We're we missing you. See, your fans are looking for you. Um, well, I guess you'll have to live with mine and uh, JT's assessment. We'll move along, go to NBA, and we're going to do the same thing. We're getting ready here, folks, for the end of the season. And you know what? Jester isn't really going to go with Cleveland or Golden State and all that. Got to be honest with you. I see the two best teams. Actually, basketball is more times than not a little easier to predict in that the top teams just seem to always make it there. And the two best teams right now are Toronto and the Rockets. But here's the, here's the funniest part about all this and why I'm taking the Rockets. See, 
I've been leaning towards Toronto because I like the balance, but from the Rockets standpoint, here's what everybody has to watch. And this is the funniest thing. You know, you got to understand people when you're looking at playoffs and in general, more times than not, your stars are going to be your stars. They're going to do what stars normally do. They're going to hit their averages more times than not. So you've got to look at the intangibles. One of the players that you have to watch during this playoffs and how he's rolling is going to be key to the Rockets. It's going to be P.J. Tucker. And I'm going to tell you why. In the wins, in the Houston Rockets wins, he has shot for 41.9%. In their losses, 22.2%. So, Basically, you see, if he's shooting well that night, they've got a better chance than usual to uh, win. If he's having one of those off nights or he's just not feeling it or or you you just see, you can catch those games with him and see where he's just not there, then you know that the Rockets might be in for a long night. So when you're watching these NBA playoffs this year, Watch P.J. Tucker if you're a Houston fan. He's going to tell you how your team is going to go, believe it or not. It's not how Harden does or CP3. It doesn't matter. It is truly coming down to the other guys on the team and what they're doing. So I've got Toronto Rockets. J.T., who you have? Well, I'm going to shock the world here in the East. Uh, with okay. Kyrie Irving out uh, six months, the glass man strikes again. Knee injury, I think that takes Boston pretty much out of this. Uh, but the two teams I want to talk about, obviously you have the Cavs, 8-2 and two in their last 10 games, you know, playing well. But I want to talk about that team in the East that's 10-0 and 0 in their last 10 games, a team that decided to trust the process in those Philadelphia 76ers. You're looking at a team that has seven guys averaging double figures. They can hurt you inside with Joel Embiid. They can hurt you outside with J.J. Redick. Ben Simmons, a guy that averages 16, 8, and 8, just can do it all. Uh, Sarix, come on, at 15 points a game. Bellinelli can shoot the three. They just seem to be able to beat you in so many different ways that I'm going to go for the shock the world pick, and I'm going to say Sixers in the Eastern Conference. Yes, I did say Sixers in the Eastern Conference. Looking at the Western Conference, again, I look Oof. at a team like the Rockets. Be, hold on, about I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That yeah, might pick, be a little pick bit. Pick your job off the floor. But I did say the Sixers. Yes, I did. A little bit, much, um, a little bit too much trusting of the process there. Well, I'm <laughs> looking at a team that's what third in the Eastern Conference. Maybe yeah. there's maybe they're on to something there in Philadelphia. It did work for the football team, much to your dismay. Oh Lord! And you know, I, maybe that's where it all comes from. All right, never mind. Uh, yeah, and if we look in the Western Conference, I think it's all about the Rockets. Nine and one, their last ten. You look over at the Warriors. I think it is going to be a Rockets Warriors uh, Western Conference final. Uh, but nine and one for the Rockets, five and five for a beaten and battered Golden State team. I think this is James Harden's year. I'm looking at a Sixers Rockets finals with James Harden taking home the ring. I'm sorry. I'm just sitting here wishing I still. Once upon a time, folks, we had a drop of a, and it was a gunshots. And right now, that's the only thing I can think of as I'm sitting here thinking about my life with a Philly Super Bowl 
and then a Philly NBA championship. <laughs> as long as the Flyers don't get in there, we're good. Oh, um, you know, oh is God. it a popular pick? No, I mean it's a gamble pick. But Not again, me. I look oh. at a team. That's, <laughs> I look, yeah, I look at a team that's that's won. You know, th- several games. I mean, they're third in the Eastern Conference. They can hurt you inside. They can hurt you outside. And I don't think uh, I don't think people are giving them the credit they deserve. So, like I said, I'm actually going to pick them to come out of the East. It's a gamble pick, but it's hey, Tate, what are you doing? Why aren't you here? Yeah, where's Tate at on this one? Got to tell you, um, and that was a pretty much that's that that's a Tate's uh, part for this, folks. You know, I'm sorry to cut you off there for a second, JT, and. Uh, but it's true. Um, we can go to Tate. Tate? Hey, Tate, what are you doing? Why aren't you here? What? Tate. Who's Tate has? Do you know who Tate has, by any chance? No, no, I, I don't know who Tate has. He's not really a basketball guy anyway, so no worries. No, not really. All right. All right. Let's go on. Hey, listen. Listen, some good stuff has been going on, folks, at, at, throughout the NFL. Real quick, before we go ahead and get to the articles and all that, um, did you laugh when they signed RG3? Am I the only one? Uh, I don't know if laugh was was quite the word. I mean, could he be a capable backup quarterback? It's possible. I think the laughter is more where would the Redskins be had they have just stuck with that same year they took Kirk Cousins in the fourth round kept their entire draft, not taking RG3. Where would the Redskins organization be right now? That, that that was more of my thought when his name comes up because otherwise he's an afterthought. Could be a precursor to, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't understand. And then you saw Manziel coming out and talking about mm-hmm. how he's all grown up and all that. I... Uh, I don't know how much I believe that. I got to be honest with you. Have you seen the kid's Twitter account? He doesn't look too grown up, folks. I, I think he's learned to uh, speak the language, but I don't think he's still. I still don't think he's oh. mature enough. Go look at his Twitter account. I won't be the judge. Hey, listen, I'm just telling you. Go look at his Twitter account over the past two weeks. This is when supposedly all this, you know. Oh, I'm all grown up, and I'm going to be a good boy. And boy, you know what? Ha ha ha! Cleveland should have done their homework. They would have known I was an f up. I mean, you know, that really isn't a whole thing to be proud of. And you could have probably gone ahead and made your point without trying to slam an NFL team. To me, that's right. a sign right. that you still haven't matured. Um, so. Uh, between Battery that and the, the Twitter account, everybody make your own choice on that. How do you feel? I'm sorry. See, what that, screamed, what that screams to me is he doesn't have the right people around him to shield himself from himself. He needs somebody, you know, whether it's an agent, whether it's a coach, whether it's a parent. Well, sorry. We won't even talk about his parents. Yeah. But, you know, somebody yeah, yeah. in his life. Yes, yeah, somebody in his life that gives a damn about this kid and says, hey, you don't need to be doing this stuff. Watch what you say. Maybe you should look at it this direction or say it this way. I just think uh, I think the kid has some talent. I really don't think he's in danger or any team's in danger of him taking their starting quarterback position 
Um, but like you said, look at his Twitter account. Look at some of the things he's saying. Maybe he's not there yet. If you want to look at someone that has grown up, look at that Cleveland team. Look at Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. That's a guy that mm-hmm. seems to mm-hmm. have gotten it. He shut his mouth, and he's working his butt off. Take a, take a tip from him there, Johnny. That's how you do this. Look at Josh Gordon. Without a question. I agree 100%. Yeah, I, I love what that young man's been able to do with his life. And, and that hopefully is, I hope, you know, I, that's one of the things I hope a story like that gets out more to the young kids today. That, look, you know what, you can make your mistakes. And if you learn from it and you grow up from it, you know, it's not too late. You, you can go ahead and still have a great life. And, and that young man right there is mm-hmm. the epitome of it. I mean, he was a train wreck. Let's be honest. I, I, he, he was a right. train wreck. And I want to know, see, what I don't understand as much as and I've got to bring him up real quick, Odell. First of all, I don't understand how this guy isn't getting suspended for half the crap anymore. Okay. That, that's because Roger Goodell was listening to the show last week. Stop suspending the stars. Deal with it another way. I understand. Oh, well, all right. So he just decided to start doing that on Odell. I, okay, I wish. But the idea is this. You know can the you answer imagine, to the question. Can you imagine if you put Jerry Rice's mentality, his professionalism, his work ethic, and all that, into Odell Beckham, probably oh. the best ever, or at least up there, to play the game, is likely his potential. He will never reach it because of what you just mentioned regarding Mr. Manziel. The people around him will never show him you have no idea what you're passing up on, what you're missing. Because, you know, he's going to get signed to a contract and it'll be nowhere near what he should for his ability. Because, you know what, while he's been doing all this, he's still not a mature young man. This kid could be putting up numbers like we've never seen before, okay, and he's got a 10-cent head. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's the old Duke Loosh, million-dollar arm, five-cent head from Bull Durham. It totally is. Yeah, that was on today. You know why he's. You know why he's not getting suspended. He's in the largest media market for the NFL in the world in the city of New York. He's already taken enough flack for the suspension of Le'Veon Bell a couple years ago, the suspension of Ezekiel Elliott this past year. Honestly, I think they're going to give him enough rope until they, they have to do something. They're going to give him enough leeway to do whatever he's going to do until it becomes a legal issue with that guy. You, you, again, the largest media market in the world. I just I don't think Adele has the huevos, um, if you will, to pull that suspension. Now, and you know what? Before we go to break, I'm gonna I just the last thing I want to throw out there: playing devil's advocate, folks. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, or I'm Jerry Jones. I'm pretty pissed, which makes me think of that, about this: what is it between Goodell? And Jerry Jones, that has him suspending his top player without any court proceedings going on and proving this man guilty. But meanwhile, right under his nose, literally in New York, he lets 
Odell do what Odell is doing. Please don't tell me there isn't more to this just to piss off Jerry Jones, too. Because don't tell me Jerry Jones isn't looking at Odell going, how is he not suspended? I mean, pretty much most of the owners have to be asking that question. What do you have to do around here if your name is Odell Beckham to get suspended? So... So you think this is payback for Jerry trying to – and people that are listening, you may know this, you may not know this, but with mm-hmm. Roger Goodell's whole contract extension, Jerry Jones tried to block that. See, Jerry Jones tried to block that, and Goodell threatened to basically pull this, that, and the other out of the bylaws, which could have removed Jerry Jones as owner of the Dallas Cowboys. So what the Jets are saying, there is some – Serious bad blood between those two, aside from the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. So I'm agreeing with you completely. The guy's got to be going bananas when he sees what Odell's doing and what Zeke did and the the difference in the punishment or lack thereof. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, pretty much, and the icing on top of that cake, folks, was this. During the time when Jerry Jones wanted to go ahead and push this whole thing with Goodell and, and, and the contract and all that, it cost the NFL a lot of money in attorneys. <laughs> cost Jerry Jones a lot of money. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let me rephrase that. Part of the settlement agreement was that Jerry Jones was paying all of the NFL's attorney money. So, yeah, there's not a lot of good feelings there. There's not a lot of good feelings. Uh, think of this. The feelings between Jerry Jones and Goodell are like JT and when I play this. Yankees win! Ah, Yankees win! That's right, folks. Listen, I like being able to do that and then go right into commercial break, leaving him with nothing and making him have to wait to give his comeback. It's fun. It's this side of the, the board. It really is fun. Why I'll never give up that luxury. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, folks, seriously, though, uh, JT and I bringing it to you every week. If you're new to the show, every Saturday night, we're bringing it to you 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern time. But for those of you who aren't new and are joining us again, I have to say thanks. We have to take this time in the middle of the show to say thank you again. You know, two straight weeks, guys. Uh, of just unbelievable record numbers, and both JT and I have to say, and Tate, uh, no matter where Tate may or may not be today, um, no, we have to say thank you. Absolutely fantastic. The the download numbers are absolutely ridiculous, and I I couldn't be more happy, more proud of my staff, JT, Tate, and the the whole gang over at FantasyJusticeSports.com, but most of all, the gratitude is to all you fans doing it. Thank you so much. It means that you really do like us. You like us. You really like us. Even if, uh, well, we are missing one. You know what I mean? Don't need a thought, Tate. You get a date. Somebody wants Tate. We got everybody missing Tate tonight. He'll be back next week. And, folks, we alluded to it earlier. We've got draft coverage coming. I'm going to get, you know what? Let's let's get him back in here. Let's shorten this up. We're going to get him back in here right after this commercial from our proud new sponsor. You know what, folks? Here's the greatest thing about being the jester. We're about to add on a whole new bunch of sponsors, and guess what? One of them 
I don't have the commercial ready for it yet. Is Jester's got an eyeglass sponsor? What? Somebody decided to sponsor Jester's sunglasses? That's crazy, folks. But right now, our greatest sponsor. Hi, everyone. I'm Sasha. And I'm here to tell everyone that before you go to Lowe's or Home Depot, you should go to 84 Lumber for all your building needs. For the best prices on building materials, call the location near you today. That's right. Hi, I'm Jeff Cross, a former Miami Dolphin. I'm a big fan of the Fantasy Jester, and you're listening to the Fantasy Jester. You know, that is what, as this continues to grow, we're getting to that anniversary show. Going to have, obviously, JT Tate, but who else? Stay tuned for those announcements, because you know we break out those guests, and who could it be? JT, uh, listen, three years were coming up on my man. Three years. Yeah, it's good this is, it is. It has been fun. And, you know, one of the best parts about it is as we continue to add to it, you get a young writer in. We've got another writer in. I love Kid Kelly's work. And now I'm really starting to enjoy Jordan Swafford's work. I mean, uh, I, I've had an opportunity now. We've been working with him for a little bit. And now he's really starting to get his articles out there. He just did a great piece this past week. 2008 NFL draft QB rankings, and he gave Darnold, Rosen, uh, Mayfield, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Luke Falk, uh, and Kyle Luetta. Uh JT, looking at that list, uh, I know that there's probably one person that either sticks out in your mind that's on there or sticks out in your mind that isn't pitted. Well, I mean, you look at that list, and, and I'm assuming that's, you know, you're giving those in the order in, in which he likes them. Uh, Lamar Jackson, so I think, I think he needs to be bumped up quite a bit. This is a guy that's gotten more accurate each season, 52% his first year, 54% his second year, in which he won the Heisman, by the way. Third year, he's up to 59%, almost at 60. So this is a guy that's obviously learning how to play the position, learning how to be accurate with the football, his athletic ability is second to none as far as – hell, I'd even say as far as the running backs. If you look at the running backs and receivers, the way Lamar Jackson can move with the ball, you know, very Michael Vick-esque. I hate to use that name because it's used so often, but this guy truly has that kind of athletic ability. So I'd like to see him up around the number two, number three spot. Josh Allen has a big arm. Uh, I just question the competition that, that this guy went against. I just don't see enough against top-rated defense or top-rated secondaries even for that matter uh, to, to, to give this guy the, the spot the team seemed to be uh, looking at him. So uh, a guy that was left off that list real quick, Mason Rudolph at Oklahoma State, I think this is a guy that's severely underrated at this point, highly accurate, very intelligent, Athletic, kind of think of a Carson Wentz. He's able to move outside the pocket. He's able to get away. Is he Michael Vick? No. But he's uh, Aaron Rodgers' type of athleticism. Can run for five, six, seven yards, get you a first down. So this is a guy that I think more people need to be paying attention to. And I guarantee you he goes in the first round on Thursday, April 26th. Uh, yeah, likely. More, more likely than... Uh, Falk and Luetta. Mm-hmm. 
And I think New England would be a team that would be a perfect landing spot for him, by the way. Really? That's interesting. Well, Tom Brady's getting up there. They acquired that second first-round pick this week in that Cooks trade that you and I have discussed. Uh, You know, this is the time maybe you go get his his, uh, replacement. You get a year behind Tom. You know, Tom terrific there, and, and, and maybe you move him in. Did you see what happened there with that trade? Why? How he came available and all that? Because he with, uh, yeah, with the uh, contract. Hey, what yeah. did he get paid? I mean, have heaven forbid somebody get paid for what they do. New England doesn't believe in that, so the select few get paid. Be a good well, scout. A guy, Be a good scout. You know, we're, what we're giving about. you. Yeah. Well, you're talking about our anniversary show, someone you talked about early on in the uh, infancy of the Fantasy Jester show, someone that you seem to like that was a Patriot at the time, Chandler Jones. And, oh, no, we can't pay this guy. He's not worth it. Well, he goes over to the Cardinals and is their team leader in sacks two straight years. So, uh, right. you know, double digits, both of those. So, you know, he Bill isn't always right. That's what people seem to forget. You know, he's had quite a few uh, – uh, eggs that he's drafted in the first round there at the end that haven't panned out too. A few defensive linemen from the University of Florida that will remain nameless at this point. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Bill's not the end-all, beat-all of existence, so I think he messed up on this one too. Well, real quick, all right, I'm going to get off the beaten path here for a little bit, folks, but please entertain this for a second. I wrote an article, and I caught a lot of crap. You're talking about Belichick, and I – I'm going to just throw this in here. I caught a lot of crap for this, and I want JT's opinion on this. I, I know, I'm sorry, JT, I, we didn't talk about this at all, and I apologize, but it, it's something that really does bug me because I feel very strongly about this. I wrote an article, folks, that if you haven't seen it, it's on fantasyjusticesports.com regarding that Bill Belichick has left the building. And now, obviously, not physically, you idiots that thought I meant that. No, he's still there. What are you talking about? <laughs> No, shut up. Anyway, so, no, I said that hes it's no longer Bill Belichick there. He's not there. And I, I gave this as my argument. First of all, last season, uh, I mean, uh, in January, he – the whole love triangle between him, Tom Brady, and the owner, okay, was something that had never really ever, ever happened before where – Anything came out of that locker room other than uh, we're on to Cincinnati. We're on to this. Uh And all the players and everybody else be in that line where you are either in line or you're not on the team. And they've had some guys that you've wondered how they were going to fit, okay, whether it's Chad Ochocinco or Randy Moss. And you question how will they fit into that locker room. Now all of a sudden – You've got a love triangle between the three of them going on, which is something that you don't normally get with the Patriots. Then you go to the Super Bowl. And again, you have a player not falling in line to the Patriot way. This is unheard of. And now it's happening at Super Bowl time. Again, unheard of. So now... He's gone from the game, and you saw Philly go up and down the field. Don't tell me the guy wouldn't have helped, okay? So then you have that. Now 
let's throw in the idea that Gronk is starting to push for a trade or he might quit because he can't take Belichick anymore. So, I mean, what was once a very quiet, serene, there is no drama, nothing to be seen here other than our next opponent, locker room, from January until now, is not the same damn team. When you're not getting the same cooperation from your quarterback, when you're not getting the same cooperation from your, uh, your starting cornerback, when you're not getting the cooperation from your, uh, your all-world tight end, you have lost your locker room. If you have lost your locker room, okay, the team doesn't have a coach. Now, I've seen this before in sports. If you lose your locker room, that is not good. And those are three different examples of non-Belichickian ways that the New England Patriots have been run these past years. He's not there. He's the de facto. He, he, he's a figurehead coach now. Tom Brady runs that team along with Kraft. I, I, I mean, JT, I, how do you see this? I'm sorry. I know I sprung this on you, but no, no. I, I see this kind of in the way where you've got an old school football coach and you've got the new social media, new school type of player. Um, you know, at some point, uh, what is it? Um, you know, you get these guys in there and, and the game kind of passes you by or the player passes you by. The, you know, let's go out to Vegas, be on, uh, you know, adult movies, Gronkowski type of player are a lot more prominent than the lunch pail, mean Joe Green, for lack of, you know, better example, or, or Ronnie Lott type of players that just came in, knocked your block off on Sunday, and disappeared for a week until next week. You know, you just don't have those players. Now, everybody's me first. They want to get their face out there, and I don't think that there's enough of the old school guys there to, well, enough of the old school guys there to to bring that locker room back towards Bill's way. I think it's time for a guy like Josh McDaniels to step in, somebody who's maybe a little bit more in tune with today's player. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. I like I said, I uh, I, I put it out there, and boy. <laughs> I took a beating for it, folks. I, I really yeah. did. And I didn't mean to go up the beaten path of the show here, but I, I had to. You brought up the Belichick, and it just think it, it struck the chord uh, from earlier in the week. <laughs> anyway, keep it going. We'll keep this going, folks. We want to keep going in the NFL, and I definitely want to talk about – we were talking about Swafford and his articles, and, and the other one really is, is RBs. Okay. Um the top running backs in this draft, and we talked about the coverage of the draft, and before we get to that article, JT, do you want to let everybody know what you and Tate are doing, or do you want me to break that one? Oh, you go ahead. This is, this is, you, know, you, you make Seems that we lost JT, folks. Huh. Interesting. Okay, well, um, I'm sure he'll be back on any minute. But, yes, what we're going to be doing is having JT and Tate at the NFL draft. So we're very interested in that, going to have our own coverage from the show. And we're going to try and go ahead. We're working out things to go ahead and try it out first before we try and say, you know, we're actually bringing it is where we could sync up a video 
of myself with them as the draft's going on or, or, or something along those lines. We're trying to see how the video works, uh, and I don't want to bring it if the video is not going to work. So we'll try it. We'll see. We'll have more details on that, but they will be at this year's draft. They're up close. Uh, we're trying to Can't see. Can't wait. Prime? Maybe some Prime? Oh, yeah. 21st oh, and Prime? Wanna, definitely want to park my seat there on the corner of 21st and Prime, if you will. So uh, uh, we'll talk about that more later on. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, getting back to running backs real quick now, and uh, he's got obviously Saquon Barkley one, Rashad Penny two, uh, Geis third, Chubb uh, fourth. He's got oh. Sony Mitchell fifth. He's got Ronald Jones uh, at sixth, and Royce Freeman seven. Uh, I'll let that uh, go first. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, come on, swath. Oh, you're a West Coast guy, man. I get it, but. Yeah, uh, Saquon Barkley, player comp for me is Marshall Falk. When you look at his skill set, it's very similar, eerily reminiscent of the old San Diego State Aztec when I put on the film of those two. But number two in that, ah, you got to have Geis in my opinion. I think Geis should be the number two guy, and Sony Michelle should be your third back, plain and simple. Those, to me, are your top three running backs. You know, I know Michelle, Sony Michelle and Chubb split carries. To me, Chubb does, doesn't have doesn't have any 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 swag to him, if you will. Doesn't have that um, swerve where he you know he can break one for the long run. I just, I see him more of a Brandon Jacobs type, kind of a plotter, a four you know four and a half yards kind of guy up the middle. Where Sony Michelle reminds me so much of Alvin Kamara, and we saw what Alvin Kamara did as a tandem running back last year with Mark Ingram. If if Michelle goes to the right spot, he can end up being your best fantasy value, especially if you're in a PPR league uh, going forward. But those are my three. Big Sony Michelle fan. Guys, it depends on where he lands, but I think he's going to do well in Saquon Barkley's cream of the crop. I got a confession. I do. What okay. I haven't told. What I haven't told anybody. One I haven't told you. I got a draft against you soon. And uh, this is difficult for me to have to say. But I'm figuring that there's no way in God's green earth I will ever be blessed to have Saquon Barkley on the team. And so my second choice is Sony. It should be. I mean, it's, it's he, Alvin Kamara. That's exactly when you put the tape on, those guys are really really similar i think actually sony's got a little top, a little better top end speed but both guys wow i don't blame you i don't blame you at all all right uh, but that's the truth i uh, folks i haven't told anybody that because i'm trying to hold out hope that you know um we might actually have a good draft this year but i'm really not counting on it either so um Anyway, that's my happy that's my happy happy NFL report. Can't wait to be talking more about the draft and uh, how the Giants doing it. I'm sure. Yay! Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, anyway, listen. Uh, one of the things that going ahead, and we've got to go ahead and get some uh, baseball in here, and we've got the farm report coming. JT. Thoughts on that Blackman deal? Does that, I mean, to, I, I, obviously that's cheap, 
How is that cheap? I, I'm sorry. That deal was to me was absolutely ludicrous. We're talking about a 32-year-old player getting a six-year, $108 million extension. There's sure. no way you see that in, in a National League player as well. This isn't like the mistake that the Angels made where they paid Albert Pujols a ton of money and they can slide him over to DH. This is a mm-hmm. guy that's in the National League that's going to have to play the field. And once you start getting in that 34, 35, this is a guy that throws caution to the wind, uh, crashes into walls, dives for everything. You know, this is a real gritty, gutty player that's going to take a toll on that body. I just don't see them getting that kind of production that they're getting now after a couple more years. Again, 32 years old. I, I just, I, I guess I like the player a lot. I, I really do. Uh, you know, people ask me this week, uh, what, have, what have we learned? I, I mean, I see people dropping some incredible names still. Still. I had somebody ask me, and maybe this is a lesser name, but it just seemed, even though it's a lesser name, it just seems so, mm, I almost cursed, um, so silly. Oh, yeah, because it really, all right, you are not dropping Marwin Gonzalez, folks. No. I don't care. Now, I understand I'm not talking about the Stantons of the world or the judges and all that. I'm talking about Marwin Gonzalez, but I'm talking about probably JT, arguably the best utility, super utility guy with the most uh, positions available. Uh, in, the, in, in a great offense. In a great offense and a fantastic hitter's ballpark. Yeah, after one week. I, I, here, for you baseball people out there, okay, let me explain what I told every fantasy football fan after the first week. You know what we learned? Nothing. If you won this week, it means nothing. If you lost this week, it means nothing. If your player did well this week, it means nothing. If they did crappy, it still means nothing. It's one week. Oh, my Lord. People losing their minds. <laughs> oh, I can't believe the one guy. I'm, I'm, losing, I'm, I'm losing in my league. I can't believe this is the kind of year I'm going to have. One week, dude? You're crying after one week? Stop it, folks. Stop it. There's no uh, – listen, the only thing we learned, okay, it, possibly after one week, and, and JT, how do you feel about it? It's an interesting one for you. Um, other than the learning curve that possibly uh, Shohei has as a hitter? Oh, I mean, he's looked strong so far. A lot of that I have to attest to my fantastic Oakland pitching staff uh, that continuously <laughs> should just put the ball – on a tee for him and say, here, swing away. Uh, let me hear. By the way, it, it's like, again, I, I bring this movie up, but the, the, the lines in it are great. It's like Crash Davis having the pitcher shake him off, wanting the curveball. So he tells, by the way, here comes the curve, and speak well when you speak of me from here on. You know, it's like, here, hey, Shohei, I'm going to throw you a 98-mile-an-hour fastball right down Main Street, buddy. Uh, the kid has swung the bat well, better than I expected, from, especially from what we saw in spring training. So he's got the talent. I thought it would take longer for him to uh, to catch fire, but hey, after the shot I saw last night off of uh, you know typical 
Oakland pitching staff, Mr. Gossett, 449 feet with an exit velocity of almost 116 miles per hour. So uh, Shohei is definitely showing he's better than we thought. Yeah, a little bit starting to come around. His learning curve is there. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun story, obviously, as it plays out. I mean, just because of all the hype from it and everything. Right. And, and what he's trying to accomplish, okay? And the young kid from Tampa uh, is trying to do the same thing in the minors, and he's he's got the support of the team. So it might be a trend that we start seeing more and more uh, in, in one, baseball. It's going to be fun. One thing. One thing I will say that I didn't get to see because he did go two for 28 this spring is to watch Otani go from first to third. This guy has just absolutely long, smooth stride. He's a lot faster than I expected. And, uh, wow, that's a, that's a part of the game I want to see if they do take it, take advantage of or are they going to be afraid to hurt the pitching arm. But I want to see if he gets on base or are they going to let start to run. Because he's got wheels. Yeah, yeah and, and right now let's uh, let's get to uh, let's before we start that crop report. Let's let's hear from Kate on the whole thing. Hey, you're just like the Buffalo Bills at the playoffs, a no show. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, folks! You callers have been bad. We've got some clips of some of the callers uh, uh, that we've been keeping, and wow, <laughs> she went Buffalo on him. She did, folks. She went Buffalo. Folks, this is this is shot funny. What it, shot shots definitely fired. So you know the pretty much the rundown so far. I mean, it hasn't been good. Yo, Tay, where the hell are you, man? We we missing you. Hey, Tay, where you at, man? I was calling in just to listen to you. What the hell? Where you at? Fans are not. Tay, where you at? Everybody's at. Hey, Tay, what are you doing? Why aren't you here? Hey Tate, where are you at? I mean, this is this is ter- uh, people are people are outraged. I'm starting to see a trend here, folks. Uh, obviously, uh, we had no idea this was going to go on today. This is an example of how people feel because we're tateless. Well, yeah, I mean, we're tateless today, and, and who knew? By the way, who knew that Tate had so many fans? Tate is a uh, international man of mystery, I believe, personally. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. uh, without, without a question. <laughs> without a question. Uh, clearly an uh, untapped talent. We didn't even know we had under our uh, – right under our very noses here, folks. Uh, hopefully we'll have his presence back. We might – we will lose people if we don't have him back. So I can imagine now – Probably going to want a contract renegotiation at this point. I, this is going to be an ugly week this week in, in Jesterville, folks. Hmm. Really is. No, I can I can tell where this is all all definitely going. But anyway, listen. Uh, besides all that, it is time for. Unless that crop report was what made up by us. Listen, folks, uh, you're listening to the crop report once again. JT, myself, te- well, JT and myself. No. Nope. Nope. <clears throat> and uh, just real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna let JT get into this, but I, I teased a pitcher 
that we've got to keep an eye on, even though he's currently suspended, somebody that you have to pay attention to simply because of, listen, once upon a time, I, I told everybody, Nolan Ryan was there watching this kid in a season he went 9-1 and one with a point three one ERA. He struck out 126 in 68 innings. Absolutely some ridiculous, ridiculous numbers, folks. And as we continue those uh, numbers, you know, you're talking about a guy, 18 starts, three teams with a 2.83 ERA in the minors, okay? Uh, 14.3 Ks per nine in 92 innings. He's starting to really show that for a guy his size, I mean, you think of a guy that's 20 years old, six foot seven, coming at you with some, I mean, with some nasty stuff. Going to be somebody definitely to watch. He's going through that suspension now, but somebody I want to go ahead and make sure you people know you have him on your list. JT, I know you're dying to get to this. Go ahead, man. I'll let you run with some of this. Oh, stuff. hey. Oh, I like I like your Forrest Whitley pick. It's a shame he got popped, but uh, definitely somebody to watch going forward. Another pitcher I'd like to talk about, the White Sox organization, a guy that was brought over with Yoan Moncada in the Chris Sale trade, Michael Kopech. Uh, on the scale, you know, baseball scouting scale, 20 being terrible, 80 being all-world. This guy's got an 80-rated fastball and a 65-rated slider. I think the changeup is a 45 for him. So it, it needs some work. I think that's that's part of his issue. You got to have a change up in today's Major League Baseball. I think that's why he's still down in the minors working on this. But this is a guy in 2015 got popped for 50 games for a banned substance. In 2016, he broke his pitching hand with a fight with a teammate in spring training. The kid needed to grow up. Last year, 134.1 innings pitched, 11.7 Ks per nine, and a 184 batting average against. He will be up. I think it's going to be around mid-May. Michael Kopech, somebody to keep your eyes on. Yeah, I like I like him a lot because as you go ahead, you take a look at the kids' numbers, and for the most part, from 2015 through a couple of different teams in 16 and all of 2017 throughout that whole play, that whole uh, changes of teams and years, never over three for an ERA. It didn't matter what level he was at. Uh, that to me says a lot uh, where the consistency just stayed. JT, who else? Well, let's talk about Cleveland Indians was a catching prospect, Francisco Mejia. Um, you know, you figure this is a guy that had the Mike Piazza type of batting ability as a catcher. The Indians have two pretty good catchers that are still relatively young in their organization. So we're talking about a guy now that's being tried out at first base, third base, in the outfield down in AAA Columbus for the Indians. But a guy that hit 342 last year in the minors, mm-hmm. sixth best in all of baseball. He is a wow. switch hitter, and he has a smooth swing from either side of the plate. He's a very aggressive hitter. And my point I'm making there is for an aggressive guy to still hit 342. He obviously knows how to make contact with the ball. Um, I think this is a guy you could possibly see in June unless you get an injury 
over at third base to uh, Jose Ramirez or something of that nature, maybe first base. I know they prefer to put him at third or the outfield, but this is a guy that can hit the ball. He's not a power hitter, guys. You're looking at maybe a 10 to, 10 to 15 home run top. I think that's his plateau, but he's a guy that's going to hit for average and drive in runs. So Francisco oh. Mejia will be up soon. There you go, folks, and that is it. I mean, we are out of time. Next week on the Croc Report, a hint, he's not a Hemingway kitty. This has been, did he say tasteless or tasteless? Obviously, tasteless. Jester, out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.